When Moshe senses that he's about to leave this world, he asks Hashem to choose the next leader of Kal Yisrael. And Hashem tells him, Kach lechos Yeshua benen. Take Yeshua and appoint him as your successor. Moshe is commanded to perform two acts on Yeshua. First lay your hand on him, and then give him some of your splendor. So what is the significance of these two gestures? How do they differ from each other? Which of them constituted the crowning of the next leader? So I'd like to share with you a powerful and profound insight from Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. He says, There are two forms or two dimensions of leadership. One is power, the other is influence. We use them synonymously. After all, those who have power often have influence, and those who have influence have a certain kind of power. However, the two are quite different, even opposites. So let me give you an example of how power versus influence manifests itself. Imagine you are the owner of a company. So you have total power, and then you decide to share it with nine other people. So now, you only have one-tenth of the power with which you began. But imagine, by contrast, you have an idea, you have a concept, you have an experiment. You possess a certain measure of influence, and now you share it with nine other people. How much do you have left? Not less. In fact, you have even more influence. Initially, there was only one person buying into this idea, and now there are ten. So your influence has spread. Power operates by division. Influence by multiplication. The power of power is power. The power of influence is no power. With power, the more we share, the less we have. With influence, the more we share, the more we have. So deep is the difference that the Torah allocates them to two distinct leadership roles, kings and prophets. Kings had power. They could levy taxes, send people to serve in the army, decide when and whom to wage war against. They could impose punishments. They could decide who lives. They can decide who dies. Prophets, by contrast, had no power at all. They didn't command any armies. They didn't levy any taxes. They relayed the word of Hashem, but they had no means of enforcing it. All they had was influence. Moshe occupied both of these roles. On one hand, he had the power, and he was the functional equivalent of a king. He led the Jews out of Mitzrayim. He commanded them in battle. He appointed leaders and judges. He had tremendous power. But Moshe was also a prophet, the greatest of all time. He was a man of vision. He heard and spoke the word of Hashem. His influence was immense. Now when Hashem appoints Yeshua as his successor, he gives Moshe a double command. First he tells Moshe, Lay your hand on him. Give him smicha. Give Yeshua authority as a prophet, an influential leader. This is an expression of influence. Then the Pasik says, Moshe was commanded to give Yeshua the power of kingship, which the Torah calls hoid, splendor, majesty. The nature of this role was head of state, the prime minister, the commander of the army. As the Pasik says, Give him some of your splendor so that all of Ka Yisrael will obey him. At his command, Ka Yisrael will go out, and at his command, they will come in. This is the language of power. Now we understand the dual commands, power and influence. So which of these two monumental gifts endured for all eternity? So we are now in the days known as Benam Tzaram. On Tisha B'Av we will read about the Asara Rugei Malchus, the ten martyrs. 
The Gemara says, Rebchenine ben Tradian, one of the Asar Ruge Malchus, was caught teaching Torah in public. And the Romans decided to make an example of him. So they wrapped him up in a Sefer Torah and they set it on fire. And as if this torture was not sufficient enough, they took strips of wool, soaked it in water and placed it on his heart to prolong his agony. And his distraught students stood by and looked on helplessly. And then they asked him, Rabbi, Ma'ataraya, what do you see? What they wanted to know is, how do you see the future of Klal Yisrael playing out? You're leaving us now. What will happen to our students? Will we survive this calamity? And with his last breath, he tells them, You know what I see? Hagavila Nisrafi. The parchment is burning. But the letters are flying in the air. What was he saying? To paraphrase Shakespeare, the power we have is often interred with our bones, but our influence lives on after us. There were kings and there were prophets. What was the difference? When a king dies, his power ends. But when a prophet dies, his influence only begins. What Rav Chanina ben Tradim was implying, they can take our power. They destroyed our base Amikdash. They banished us from our land. They sent us into exile. But the Torah and the influence of Moshe will never cease to exist. It's almost 2,000 years since the Kharb base Amikdash. And the Torah of Moshe lives on. Today, more than ever in Jewish history, Torah is being learned in every corner of the globe. The words of the Holy Taner of Chenira ben Tradian has come true. Hagvil and Israfi. The physical structure has been destroyed. However, but the words of Torah, are soaring higher than ever. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.